0: welcome back let's get straight into the factors driving markets activity today and for that conversation i'm joined by rob Tao from saspen securities thank you so much for your time rob quite a um a good turnaround in the markets today and in fact uh, the u.s markets and the jsc we are seeing a kind of a struggle in the european markets and i'm wondering what that's about? Because I saw the JSC earlier on, and it really seemed like a struggle to eke out those gains. But now, seeing the all share ending off the day just below two thirds of a percent.
1: Well, I think you know, with China opening up now and the COVID policies starting to release, you've seen a little bit of uh, input coming through on the commodity side. So you're starting to see some buying coming through our commodities. They finished the day really strong today. Yet, obviously, with all our load shedding and our poor manufacturing numbers, you've got local. Uh, sectors of the of the, the jc under pressure so it's been a mix and that's why you've seen that struggle but uh the big uh miners uh, you know really took us forward today Amplats was up turned around really finished strong uh anglos as well turned around and uh i think uh bulletin was up one and a half percent if i take a look here yeah um the gold miners were up glencore up one and a half as well so you know you know driven really by commodities and that opening up of china and the rand. Rand really strong. Um, You know, we're going to see that interest rate hike next week in the US. Maybe that will put some pressure back on the Rand, depending on what that is. We're expecting it at half a percent but with the commodities still still strong you've seen money coming back into commodities that's helping the rand strengthen as well uh
0: all right well let's talk about something that isn't so bright uh, sa manufacturing figures came out for october um and i guess it was quite a surprising figure because we did see manufacturing um up, uh, activity up when we had those um Quite encouraging GDP numbers for the third quarter. But then for October, which is the first month of the fourth quarter, you saw manufacturing output um, accelerating at a slower pace at 1%. Um, Analysts had expected 4.5%. And if you do remember, in September, that growth was 2.9%. Is this the crack starting to show in terms of what we could see in the fourth quarter?
1: Well, definitely with the amount of load shedding we have now it's impacting the economy immensely, and especially manufacturing, people also set up for load shedding to a point where, you know, they've got UPSs, they've uh, got generators, but not stage six load shedding where they, their generators are running, you know, for 10 hours a day, uh, the diesel costs fall for those generators. So, you know, when the load shedding is at these levels, not all businesses, especially smaller businesses, Businesses are geared for that so I think you are going to start to see some strain in the economy on manufacturing and you can already see it starting in these numbers you will have to wait and see how long this uh, stage 6 load shedding is going to be for but if it's prolonged you're definitely going to see the lower end of the manufacturing uh, market under a lot of pressure
0: yeah, I mean, um, broadly, uh, all industries are really affected heavily by load shedding, and one of those is uh, mining, and Tungela came out saying, uh, citing some of the challenges that they've had to deal with in uh, their financial year, including load shedding, illegal mining, and also the rail constraints from Transnet. But saying that they expect the headline earnings to almost double with all of that, um, citing a strong cash generation, um, of course, expecting to declare a dividend. I mean, just even with all these uh, challenges, would you still say that Tungela is still a unicorn because of the macroeconomic environment?
1: I think you're going to see a strong coal price for at least another six months, maybe even for another year. Uh, you know, While Ukraine and Russia are still on, there's still going to be a demand for coal. And we're starting to see, you know, Europe still needing coal for the winter. And once winter's done, they're going to have to stock up if that war in the Ukraine and Russia is still going on. So I think the fundamentals for coal at the moment and for price on coal are still really strong. And therefore, Tungela is going to carry on producing great cash flows. We saw today 19.8 billion of cash from the balance sheet. Um, They're using that for. Uh, They will use that for dividends. They're using it for CapEx as well. And they're closing down some of those areas where there was illegal mining. So, you know, they're using that cash flow uh, really well at the moment. And we see a really good dividends for March uh, coming up. And, you know, continually for the next year, uh, even if coal comes off slightly, they should still generate really good earnings for at least another year.
0: Yeah. I was quite surprised by that share price movement uh, with Tungela now down almost 3%. What do you think that's a function of?
1: I think if you take a look at the actual numbers and what was uh, exported, they lost a lot of export from uh, from the freight rail being down. We saw the strike at Transnet as well. You know, if they had got those, uh, all of those were smooth and they got all of that out, the amount of revenue they would have produced would have been phenomenal compared to what it was. So people starting to see the cracks on the railway line and Transnet actually deteriorating rather than improving. So because of deteriorating, people are say, saying maybe we should take some profit out of Tungela as a miner, they're mining grades, but they can't do anything about the rail at this stage. Yeah. So I think people started to take out a little bit of money out because of that, but we'll have to see what Transnet can do. And they say they are improving that line already.
0: Uh, Not that we saw
1: it in Tungela's numbers now though.
0: Seeming that investors are really lamenting what could have been. Let's take a look at uh, British American Tobacco. They also came out with their second half uh, trading update. Uh, so they're saying uh, that they're seeing very good growth in their new category business. Of course, that includes vapes saying that they expect to be profitable by the year 2025. But in their traditional cigarette side, saying that they're seeing uh, pressures coming from inflation and also uh, changing uh, consumer patterns, still also uh, very uh, uh, cash uh, general, that share price uh, some pressure on that as well what do you think the markets took out of that and is that your sentiment um, do you share the same sentiment to the market or not
1: I think the market is looking for a big buyback from uh, from British American to back up because they were so cash generative paying really good dividends the dividend yields about seven percent so you know you're getting a really good dividend there but With that extra cash flow, I think the market was expecting quite a big buyback to come through from them. And I think because of that, it wasn't uh, wasn't there. The market was, you know, sold down a little bit. The share had run quite nicely a few days before these earnings. Mm. um, And then they came off now. But we really like it. I think it's my stock pick this evening, British Ah. American Tobacco.
0: Okay. All right. right. Because, yeah, you can 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 carry on because I was just about to ask you what your stock pick is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it is British American Tobacco. We think it's very defensive in this uh, difficult environment. Paying a good dividend of about seven percent, uh, they've got growth potential with their new uh, non-combustible, combustible cigarettes uh, and products. So we think that over the long term, you're going to get a you know thirteen to fifteen percent return here on British American Tobacco every year. So we think it's a good defensive play uh, for for the investor, and it should be in your uh, in your portfolio.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and your analysis today, Rob. That was Rob Tal from Sassman Securities.